yes, yes, y'all. Welcome in to episode 133 of the Dumb Marks Podcast. It's your boys, your favorite Saturday brunch bunch, back at it again. Gentlemen, how are we today? How we living? How we feeling? Feeling good today. Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling, good, feeling yeah. great. Um, yeah, but before we hopped on this morning, I, I talked about buying some uh, some new coffee um, to try out at the house. Made a cup this morning, took a couple sips. I may have to leave the show uh, for a, an extended period of time here at some point. Hopefully, I can battle through it. But the BGs are real right now. Um, they are rumbling and tumbling, stumbling, bumbling, as, as John Madden used to say. Um, but, yeah. It, uh, it if is, you have to it, drop it, out, just remember, take out the AirPods. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. One and done fail. I know. Um, so, welcome to draft week. Um NFL draft, WWE draft. As you can see, Donald did not get drafted to this episode. Um, so he may have to go into some of Monday's draft. roster group. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on he's on Monday night's raw eligibility yeah. to be drafted. Um we got the three top picks here today. Um, I'm sure he'll hear that comment and have something smart to say. <laughs> <laughs> Taekwon. I love it. I love the energy, Taekwon. I love it. We're not putting that one up, but I love it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so well before we get into the in comics there, we, comments this week. Yeah. Was was was, was your week good? Everybody, everybody good? Everybody. You know, weather, weather was a little crappy the past couple of days here. Yeah. Um, you know, with some rain and that, but um yeah, I uh I didn't have much going on this week. It was business as usual, per se. Um, yeah, a lot of wrestling to watch. Um, I watched the, I watched SmackDown on fast forward last night, um, just because I was keeping my eye on the NFL draft. Um, I'm a draft nerd. I, I'll, I'll sit through all three days, um, every single pick. Uh, this is one mm-hmm. of those things that I just never have. It's just something about like. I just have it on. I may not be fully intently mm. watching all seven rounds, but like I constantly have it on. I'll, I'll check in from time to time, sit down for five, 10 minutes in between doing something and, and get caught up on the picks. Love what the Steelers did, um, but that's a different show for a different day. So we won't deep dive into that. But um, thanks for being NFL draft week. We had the WWE draft. Um, so before we get into Mount Rushmore's jabronis and all that, just run through the list of draftees from last night and get your overall opinion um, on the draft as a whole. And what was done presentation wise. Um... Yeah, yeah. All right, let me get let me get the list pulled up here because it's a lengthy list. Um, SmackDown ended up with I think six more wrestlers than. Um, then raw okay so you know we had that whole we we're drafting whole factions and yeah <laughs> yeah like tag teams i thought i bookmarked the list on twitter <clears throat> of the breakdown Not tag teams are cool to to group together but yeah. we need to do whole factions yeah man did um did they do the second day that's today yeah did they did they start chat yet i don't they know time that was on I believe they started it this morning, but I'm not 100% sure. So, um, 
<laughs> so SmackDown ended up with 16 superstars, five of them being female. Raw ended up with 10 superstars, two of them being female. Um, new additions to Raw, you had McIntyre, Nakamura, Miz and Cody stayed, Becky stayed. Um, Bianca got moved to SmackDown. Where the hell is the list? I'm like Chris Jericho. I need my list. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Now I'm, now I'm gonna have to go do it this way. I didn't want to do it this way. Somebody else talk while I pull this. I think up. I think Kenny's page chatted. I mean, <clears throat> the nice surprise that I thought <laughs> I said Wikipedia got the good list. Uh, <laughs> I got it. You know the NXT call-ups. I like those. I hated the whole situation after they picked Bianca for SmackDown. You know she pretty much gave away what's going to happen with that and. I hate whenever they switch the titles. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. All right. So SmackDown got Roman, Solo, and Heyman, the bloodline. Edge, the club. So AJ, Gallows, Anderson, and my chin, me and him. Bobby Lashley, Street Profits, Bianca, Damage Control, Alba Fire, and Isla Dawn. As, or as Michael Call says, Isla Dawn. Uh, so he I was, just, I'm like, how do you butcher How did you butcher that? He was just Cole of Cole last night. Seeing as he called Triple H to the game of games, he's Cole of Cole's last night. Yeah, that was, he was, uh, yeah. he was not on his game last night. I can no. tell you that. Um, and Ty said it, you know, Gunther's telling us the theory is going to be put to SmackDown. I don't Possibly. I don't necessarily think so. We can we can get deep dive into that. Raw has Cody, Drew, Shinsuke, Matt Riddle, The Miz, Imperium, Gunther, Vinci, Kaiser, Becky Lynch, and then Indy Hartwell. Okay. Um Indy surprised me just because of the injury. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's not the best of times, um, unfortunately for her. However, it does avoid the what do we do injury angle wise in NXT? Yeah. yeah. So if she was slated to be called up anyways, it's kind of odd that they put the title on her. I guess they wanted to give her the the moment of winning the belt because uh, she was down there forever. But mm-hmm. I just, I mean, look, if we're going to get the way on Monday Night Raw, minus Austin Theory, but if we get Indy Index, Indy and Dexter, and then Johnny and Candice, and let them do some stuff. I know Gargano's injured right now. He's doing rehab. Um, so he's trying to avoid surgery. Um, but I don't I don't mind Indy going up. I just hate it because she's injured, so you're not sure how long and what the creative is gonna be. Kudos to her for finishing that match on Tuesday because yeah. it you could tell she definitely got hurt. It wasn't mm. a storyline like you could tell she was definitely injured. Um, but shout out to them for finishing up. They may have changed some things as far as the match goes, but they got it done. Um, she got her Willis Reed moment um, with playing on the fake on the injured ankle. Um, and it came off good. It did. It did. Yeah, it it absolutely did. So initial thoughts. Where, where are you feeling right now? After night one of the draft, we don't know what draft picks are yet, but after night no. one, initially, right off the bat, SmackDown is loaded mm. like, absolutely loaded. Bra is is 
hurting for some stuff. So I'm assuming Monday night it's going to be heavier tailored to Raw. I get why they do this whole, you know, let's just do half the roster this day. Let's do half the roster that day. I get that in a way. But Mm. it's like it doesn't, whenever you're talking about like overall draft picks, it just doesn't come off that. So, all right. It's not interesting to me. So since you brought that up, because this is one of the questions I was going to ask before we get into actually breaking down oh, who's there. There's the run-in. Yep. That's nice. Clip of the week. Clip of the week right here. Uh, um, That's how he feels about the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is tremendous. Um, it's okay. So instantly... I love the freshness of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like immediately, I go. Oh, I want to see Bobby and Roman. Like immediately, book that. Um, AJ Roman haven't seen that during Roman's run, right? Um, this run, you're, yeah. set, you're set up for two two new title contenders for Roman right off the bat. Um, Gunther going to Raw, I think. I, I want to see Gunther win the the new World Heavyweight Title, even though he's Intercontinental Champ. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you got Cody there, they drafted Becky, so that means Seth is going to stay on Raw because they don't split up couples and they're married. So I think if you have Gunther as your heel champ with Imperium, you got Cody there. You got Seth there. However else the drafts, you got McIntyre. So you got three baby faces for one heel champ. Like, I think you're setting yourself up nice. Yeah. And even Riddle to a degree, if you mm-hmm. want to throw somebody in there just for the, the shits and giggles of it. So I think Raw is setting itself up nice for that world heavyweight title if they decide to go that way. I don't want to see Cody win the world heavyweight title. And I saw that was the big debate last night. Yeah. So Cody's not yeah. going to finish his story. He's not going to beat Roman. They're on separate brands. What does this mean? Like, so it's a new story. He's the first champion of something else. I feel it like feels anybody. Like a, I don't. I don't like the story, but it yeah. feels like a participation trophy yeah. if they go that route. If any, Early, anybody who lost to Roman to me feels like a a secondary trophy, a secondary uh, title. And we'll we'll get into to storyline and Roman later because I, I got a feeling one of us will will have a certain storyline angle as their Mount Rushmore, um, just given how this show is and what's going on. But um, yeah, Cody Cody can't win that title. No, it's not early early betting odds would say Seth Rollins is favored um, from the the rumor and innuendo that I saw. Yeah, so I've been seeing and too. And a lot of people say rumor, they want Finn and Seth back to run it back. And then the other rumor is that Cody and Roman's on the table for WrestleMania 40, the main event. So, so either you what? Then Cody wins Rumble. Money in the Bank, like Ty's saying there, or does Cody win the Royal Rumble two years in a row? I don't like baby faces winning Money in the Bank. Especially not somebody that's Cody. Mm. To me, Cody's above a briefcase. Yeah, because he's not going to tease it. You know, he's going to. He, he'll probably come out the night after Money in the Bank and be like, "I'm cashing in at WrestleMania." Then there you go. 
No, he's not gonna. He's not gonna give you that that heel like Austin Theory, where he shows up on NXT. Am I gonna cash it in here, or am I gonna do this? You know, he's just gonna be straight, flat out, and just tell you when he's gonna do it. I I I have a theory for Money in the Bank, but I I don't I don't know if I want to put it out there yet. Well, fuck it. We'll we'll do it. We'll... <laughs> nah, no, nah, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it for right now. Okay. Because, yeah, I'll save it. We still got a little bit of time for Money in the Bank. So, <laughs> well, not necessarily that. It's just <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, sidebar. Since Money in the Bank came up and this and that, right? Based on what happened last night, story wise, right? I got Jay Uso winning Money in the Bank and sure. cashing it in against the Tribal Chief. I like that. I don't mind that. I, to me, that that adds another layer of storytelling and intrigue into the whole Bloodline feud. Mm-hmm. Last night they that last night they they hit a hard right last night on a story. So. Last night it was oh Solo's taking the Usos out. He got his marching orders. Mm. That's the way I interpreted last night. Solo's. Yeah. That's why I wasn't. This night, I kind of thought talking that. to him. Yeah, like, yo, you're. They're done. They lose. They're done. Take them out. Yeah. And then Riddle effed it up. So we'll see where the story goes now because Roman's gonna <laughs> look at Solo and be yo, you let me down. <laughs> Like this I mean, they got the continues to grow. It's amazing. They got the three on three next Saturday, so you know I'm sure there's gonna be some tension in there. Yeah, right. And Chris, you sent it in the group text. Like, kudos to the cameraman that shot Solo in the crowd. Oh, that wasn't what I was talking about. But uh, all right, I, 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 I was like, like, I was looking for the spot. I don't know. Okay. I I missed it, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to explain it. But I thought you were talking about the like the actual shot and what it meant as far as the angle story and all that. Like I was looking at Chris's mind at first, but I didn't see anything, so I was like, uh, (laughs) "I must like what you're talking about." I did like that they that Solo was coming back to the ring. You know, he wasn't in the back or anything going there. That he was coming like he was right there at the crowd. You know, just like he just missed it in a way. You know, mm-hmm. so does that cause anything with him and the tribal chief now too? That he didn't he didn't fulfill his marching orders last night. Yeah, so I mean that was but yeah, if you're if you want to float theories out there and intrigue and what would have me excited about money in the bank, having Jay Uso win it would, would put my invested interest immediately into that briefcase each and every single week. Because the turmoil Jay would have if they're if they are still in the bloodline. That's a big if because mm-hmm. how this setup is going right now, it, it may not shake out that way after Monday night. But the turmoil that he would be facing with that, the pressure that Roman would put on him, Jimmy's angle of it all, who's you know, who would he side with, who would he support, just It'd be a chef's kiss as far as storytelling goes. And it circles back around to who I think the more this story goes on needs to beat Roman based on story alone, not necessarily star power and everything else, but 
Jay needs to win the belt from Roman. <laughs> yeah. Just don't have him reach out to the just don't have him reach out to the family to put him into the into the river like they did pretty deadly on Tuesday night. The write-off. What a write-off and a trunk match. <laughs> hey, kudos for coming up with something different. Did you catch the Henry Hill line from Vic from Vic Joseph? No. So when they were showing the car. Vic was breaking down the, the car and it was a 19 whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, and Tony D got it gifted to him from his uncle, Henry Hill. And I was like, oh, that's tremendous. <laughs> you're throwing a you're throwing a good fellas reference out there. Um, really does I, I pop for that line. That, that's the one time Vic Joseph has actually like entertained me on commentary. Because other than that, he's still trash. So but back to the draft. They got to do something different presentation-wise. Like, just having legends come out and announce picks and giving shots of war rooms, but you don't see inside the war rooms. So we have no idea who was in there. No. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I, I didn't mind. I thought Triple H was going to make all the picks, and I was cool with that. You know, I liked him coming out first, but last night, like, kind of even on Monday night, whenever before we got the title announcement, I was just like, maybe we're gonna get back to general managers again, because I think that makes the picks better. Like that makes more sense for the picks at least. Having legends come back, like this is a spot I can. I'm okay with legends doing. Mm-hmm. Right, Shawn Michaels was fantastic. Him being so pissed off, he yeah. just threw the card like. Oh, you're taking my my NXT Women's <laughs> Champ and my NXT Women Tag Team Champs? Like, the hell are you doing, Hunter? Road Dog with a great. I don't know if you can lose your smile twice, but and he said that line came. To, he said Michael P.S. Hayes gave him that line. I know most people can have Road Dog not be on television, but I thought the the line was great there. So, to me, I don't like, I don't like the grouping. Like you do, you do use like four and four and four. Just come on like one at a time throughout the show. I'm glad they didn't do the because in the past couple years they were doing like Raw got three picks because they're a three hour show. SmackDown yeah. got two picks. I'm kind of glad they got rid of that, you know, and it was just equal picking this this round. Can you? And we I, we can we can discuss how you could do this and make this work, but can you turn the the WWE draft into an event? a la the NFL draft. I don't know if it's ever going to get to that, but. Because I immediately, last night I immediately thought, okay, if they say WrestleMania is the end of the season, right? Mm -hmm. The The Raw after Mania is the start of the new season. Take that for what it's worth. But you could turn that Raw into Raw after Mania into a draft event. And make it centered around a draft. You wrap up all your storylines at Mania, so you don't have this weird crossover with people switching brands for months. And how's this story going to end? And what are they going to do with titles, etc.? You have all your champions wrestle on WrestleMania, so everybody that wins, a la Bianca and Rhea, 
Rhea's a Raw roster wrestler right now who's been champ for over a month on SmackDown. Yeah. Bianca is the longest, almost the longest reigning Raw Women's Champ. Just got drafted to SmackDown. So you don't have that ugly, oh, here's your belt. Here's your belt. You yeah. know what I mean? You get rid of all that. But you can turn that Monday Night Raw into a draft event spectacular. Would you do it just draft or drafting matches? Because I was thinking like you just could like have, You could have draft. You could have debuts. You could have new signings, returns, and then throw in a couple matches, you know, as maybe a rematch for Mania or whatever. But I don't want to say that's cheating the crowd that gets that show. But at the same time, there's not a whole lot of wrestling on that initial raw after mania yeah like you're getting promo seconds you're getting you're already having debuts and returning stars and surprises like that'll help freshen up that show because that show has lacked interest over the past couple years it's not what it was four or five years ago yeah so why not make that into the event centered around the draft new season new stars going different shows debuts returns like and make it an actual event that people look forward to every single year, and you're booking the after mania, so it's already tied into the week of WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. You got Hall of Fame, you got NXT, mm. you got WrestleMania, then you have the draft event to start the new season. This is why I like the original draft when 20 years ago, whenever it was just champions. It wasn't multiple champions. It was just one set of champions, and they could be on either set of brands. And you didn't have to have that of, okay, you're going to SmackDown, swap the titles. It's like, because that does nothing, you know, for the storyline. It's, it's a cop-out. And I'd rather see, I don't know, I, maybe like Bianca gets drafted to SmackDown, but she isn't officially, but she's still Raw champion, can be on Raw at the same time. Those should be like conditional picks. We're like, you're your chant you're on you're the like raw champ until you lose the belt then you go to smackdown or why don't you make it where you do it with trades yeah but who's making the trade that that's that's the thing like like right now you're saying like is adam pierce being one of the guys like because he was he did the draft i think last year but you know he was nowhere to be found so it's like why not actually have authority figures for these shows and make it make sense and do trades and things like that. But what, what, what that was, that was my way of freshening up the draft to make it feel important and special and not just, Oh, we're going to throw this in because yeah. the NFL is there. So let's piggyback off of it right now. Because last night didn't really feel like it changed the game as much as triple H said it was going to change the game. No. To me, it was just your standard. We're calling out picks. You did that Monday. You should have saved that for, for SmackDown. Should have saved what did for what? SmackDown? The belt. Oh. Or save that for this upcoming Monday. Yeah. You know, hey, Roman's on Raw. Or Roman got drafted to SmackDown. He's going to stay there with the titles. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it would. And that's a whole if they would have did it too, but if they would have did it that way. You could run through the draft all night, 
and then you go to your last commercial break, you come back, all the rail, all the new raw male superstars are in the ring, and then you have Hunter out at the top of the stage doing his speech and then lifting the the cover off the title, and that's how they end the show. No. They show the title, and then they show everybody in the ring looking at each other, and it goes off, and that would have been that have been perfect. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, hell, give me the pencil. I write that. I, I just wrote it better now. Yeah. Booker of the year. <laughs> That's still gonna go to Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. I think yeah, they. It was a week early. Why not do that to add the the spice? You make the announcement feel even more special than just randomly having an announcement. He can still go out there and say everything he said. Mm-hmm. And he threw some jabs at Roman, boy. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're not getting Roman versus Triple H, but at the same no. time, he definitely threw some some jabs and hooks at Roman. Um, I was expecting a storyline to come from that. Yeah. Maybe and I was, was expecting to hear Roman on Friday giving a little retort, but we didn't hear none of that, so – but yeah, I think that would have that would have helped elevate the uh, the importance of a new title coming into the picture. Because now you have every single new male Raw superstar who, when they got drafted, they go, "Okay, I'm on Raw. How am I going to get a title shot?" Roman's on SmackDown. Like, how how do I get a title shot? And then you debut it that way, and I feel like that would have been a thousand times better than what they did this past Monday. Yeah. Even when Roman is on Raw, they never play it off like the people on Raw won a title anyways. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens today with picks. Everybody that was in the pool last night is going to be drafted this morning at some point in time whenever they do that. Um, and then we'll get the, the Raw picks and they'll probably carry the the rest of the roster over to Tuesday morning on the bump or something like yeah. that to finish the draft there. Um and and we'll have our roster set, but I don't know, I just felt like they had to do something different to spice it up. And I think making it into an actual event on the back end of WrestleMania weekend would help elevate it. It would give everybody a fresh start. You have your new season so when you go into that raw talking about it's a new season and everything else, like you know, and then it it wouldn't lead to people bleeding over in the rosters for how many weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, any other draft thought additions, subtractions, anything? Something to go along with the draft that I'm hoping they don't do, but I saw a lot of rumors this week that they're going to go back to Raw and SmackDown PLEs, and I don't want to see that again. Pay-per-views. We don't say yeah. premium live events on <laughs> this show. It's pay-per-views. Like, It'll always be a pay-per-view. They need to go that route. Yeah. They've done that a few times now, and they've always routed back because it doesn't work, and I don't want to see them go back to this route again. So they they have what like thirteen pay per views per year now, fourteen. Like it's not the, it's not the twenty five that they had before. When it was Raw and SmackDown, yeah, it was that many. 
So if you have your if you have your big four, and you can decide if you want Money in the Bank or Survivor Series to be your big four, right? So let's just say big five. You have your big five. Those are cross branded pay per views with both both rosters on them yeah. for obvious reasons, right? So that leaves you seven months. You could do, you know, you can do individual show. Each one get three a year. And then, you know, for one month or depending on how you stack it weeks wise, like you wouldn't have a break, but it would. I think it would be okay to sprinkle in individual pay-per-views. I don't need a raw pay-per-view and yeah, a SmackDown pay-per-view in the same month. Where they were running like what yeah. every other week they were there was every other week it was a it was, was too a, much. I don't need that, yeah. But if you're gonna if you're gonna go back that route, I'm not necessarily mad at it because you can have time to tell your individual stories and do that in between big four, big five pay-per-views. Yeah, Taekwondo got four crossovers with three to four solos. I mean, I mean, you know, seven to eight pay-per-views or premium live events over you, twelve months. You can always do Night of Champions as a as a combine. As a combine, so that way somebody each they each get the same amount. So yeah, that's an interesting one. Then do you factor in the Saudi Arabia events and stuff like that as a pay-per-view? Or do you fact there is that a special event where it's a crossover? Those would have to be special event crossovers, and they mm-hmm. do what they do, they do two a year now. Yeah, and then they usually throw in an extra one somewhere else. They've been doing that the past couple of years. Like last year was Clash of the Castle. Yeah. Okay. So it's Night of Champions. Is that an official, or is that just a special? No, that's Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia show. So that would I guess be a special. Because remember they did um. They did, what did they do? Hell in this? No, Elimination Chamber. Did they do something yeah, over there? They did Elimination Chamber, yeah. Yeah, but that's like a steadfast, you know, pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah, I think they did Elimination Chamber there just because it worked out timing-wise. Because mm-hmm. they were set to go back there anyways in November, so they just ran it or whenever they had February, it. Yeah. February. Um, so yeah, yeah, it worked. I, mean, it was, I actually like that. They made it a normal pay-per-view instead <laughs> yeah. of being you know, a special. Yeah, I don't know. It, you're going to have people gripe and moan no matter what they decide to yeah. do with it. But there's ways that it, that it can work and not be, you know, wrestling overload, for lack of a better term, where you're having pay-per-views every two weeks and stories yeah. aren't being told and everything else because you're just going from one, one special event to the mm-hmm. next, which – they got into that rut whenever they had the dual branded pay-per-views and they were running 26 pay-per-views a year. Yeah, it's too you much. Know, they were running bi-weeklies like most people get paid. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so, all right. No other no other thoughts? Night draft one? We good? All right. Yeah, Mount Rushmore. Night two. Mount Rushmore. Let's go. Mount Rushmore, Jabroni of the Week, you know what we do. Rank everybody across the board in all the pro wrestling on who we felt stood out the best. 
and put them up there on the Dumb Marks podcast, Mount Rushmore of the week for that week in pro wrestling. So, with that being said, who is on your Mount Rushmore this week? Uh, does anybody have the bloodline at all? I knew somebody was going to bring it no. up. That's what I said earlier. So, yeah, no, go ahead. You can I, I got to put them on there because uh, I was watching Raw with the little guy last week, and it was a women's fight, and he was like, I don't like this. Oh, they're fighting. I don't want to watch this. We we just watched SmackDown like right before the show because I had to finish it. And Sami Zayn's his best friend now. <laughs> I I don't know what it was. It got him hooked. He was like, ooh, ah. Anytime the Usos did something, he was booing. They wasn't booing, but he was like, why are they doing it to my best friend? I'm like, ah. Oh, <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> Not He's a Sami Zayn fan. <laughs> yep. You gotta get him an honorary ooze shirt. You gotta get you gotta do you gotta run down the, the merch now. Um you know, and then you can turn on him like Kevin Owens did and power bomb him off his top bump. Cause he sat back one time and I like after uh, Sammy did the pin and I seen he put up his hand and I was looking over. I was like he better not be holding the one up. But one up. He's holding for two because I guess the crowd was holding up two for the count and kicked out. Uh, so yeah, they they get on there for uh Poking my guy just for the week. <laughs> Not saying he's a lifelong fan right now, but he's 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 coming hey, in. The- technically, shouldn't Sammy be your your Mount Rushmore? Not one Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah, Sammy, Sammy, <laughs> Sammy. Um, hey, look, good, we all. That's how good heels the blood now is. <laughs> we all got bit by the bug at some point, which is mm-hmm. why we're doing this podcast. Um, some have stayed continuous fans that entire time. Some, like Chris, have left and come back during spurts. Um, I've been a fan since WrestleMania three. So, um, hope line and sinker. Jason's shirt. That's what got me hooked right there. WrestleMania mm-hmm. six. <laughs> so yeah, but no, that's good. We added another little dumb mark to the show. Uh, we'll get his breakdown in weeks to come, which could be <laughs> yeah. tremendous. He's been running in too much lately, so he might hear his uh, input. <laughs> yeah, that, that that might be the new TikTok route where we got a you know Dunbar's special report, and it's just him giving his breakdown. That'd be tremendous. Um, he can he can be the the next uh, wrestling club. No, he already got his title belts upstairs. Okay. I don't think yeah. he know what they're for, but he already got some. <laughs> yeah, right. You just need to film him running around talking smack to his mom, and that would be tremendous. <laughs> Um, all right, so Sammy right. bringing in new fans, yep. a new generation of fans. Chris, I'll, what you got? I'll do mine. I also have Donald's for whenever we want to talk about his. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine this week is going to come from AEW, and I didn't think it was a strong week in wrestling overall, but uh, I got to give it to Roderick Strong, his debut on Wednesday night. I was actually pretty excited to see him come in, looking forward to seeing where this goes with him. Uh, if they how do anything nobody, this this round or what? How does nobody know his contract ended? <laughs> <laughs> Just been again, off this whole time, and again another NXT star whose contract ran out, and they have no clue that it was up. I mean, we saw that with Malachi Black, mm-hmm. and everybody was just like, "Oh no, no Crave just has nothing for Roderick right now." His contract, he still has time on his contract. So, yeah, I mean, he's off nursing injuries, getting healthy, rehabbing, down in Florida, doing his thing. 
playing daddy while you know his his wife's on AEW getting getting her her reps in, and then it shows so, up. So how did that come off on TV for you? Because for me, like with their audio issues, I you could see like the fans in the background, but like the crowd was like you couldn't hear. I mean, you couldn't hear much, even though I keep my TV low. It's still loud enough to hear the commentary and everything else. I just think that no one knew what it was. You know, they didn't know the music. Mm-hmm. They didn't know it had like SRS on there. So mm-hmm. like, I didn't feel like anybody knew who that really was until he came out. I mean, I did. You did catch the initial pop for him. And then, like I said, like you said, Jay, I thought the audio just immediately dropped out. Yeah. I'm like, are they, are they even excited right now? Like, you, like, you could tell from the reactions on the TV that, yeah, people are invested, but you can't but, hear it from the. You can't hear from the. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting him to do the run in for the save. I thought we would have got Keith Lee's music hmm. based on what they sprinkled in with Cole and Lee to get to the Jericho and Cole stuff. But. I mean, Roddy coming out was a very pleasant surprise on my end. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I'm a huge Roderick Strong guy. Um, I think his in-ring work is tremendous, and he's often overlooked bell to bell as being one of the, the true, great, pure wrestlers. Like, immediately I'm like, uh, give me him and Danielson, please. Um, like, right off the bat, I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see him and Omega, um, like right off the bat. Those two. Um, There's so just many fresh matchups. Like me, yeah, it's not even so much fresh matchups. It's just like, yo, style wise, like, dude can go. Yes, he can. You put him in there with like Danielson and Omega, and, that, and it's like, oh, this will, this will slap. Um, how mad is Bobby Fish right now? Like I you thought about them the too. Greatest gig you had. O'Reilly's still out with his neck, but, so yeah. I don't I don't expect him back anytime soon. Um, yeah, if he comes back, yeah, if he comes back, don't you want to make a name for yourself? Is he? But, or are we just gonna keep on lashing on Adam Cole? See, I don't think I don't. From an individual standpoint, yes, I could see you saying he latched on to Adam Cole, but him and Kyle O'Reilly as Red Dragon, they're so I think they're they're known for that entity themselves that it's not I mean not just just all of them in general, but I think it's one of those things of you know, you have that magic with that group and they're friends, so they want to work together. And I don't know if it's necessary that they want to just latch on, but just in in this business, I think you just want to be part with your friends and and do that stuff. What is that? Is that real? I didn't. I don't want to put something out there that's not real. But was that, I thought you put that one because Bobby that Bobby Fish was just pissed about it, but I don't know. We'll, well see. They, I, I can explain himself on that one. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I was gonna say, yo, if that's the case, yeah, yeah, no, um, he deserves all that, all the f's up that he gets. Um, 
But yeah, I, Roderick is your. I mean, all four of them were so synonymous with Ring of Honor, and Cole outgrew that through his run in WWE to where he elevated up. I think O'Reilly was on that trajectory as well, but then he got hurt. So, like, don't really know where he fits in that um, on, like, the sliding scale of notoriety, believe, you know, like, where you would put him. Um, but, look, you got Dynamite, you got Rampage, you got the new Collision Show plus Ring of Honor. So you need people in spots. Yeah, week, he's all elite, but... And this week it rumored that uh, Dark Elevation was canceled, so... Well, you got to get rid of something. Yeah. And also, Tony Khan, there was something posted... Um, that he's looking to put a second in command as far as creative goes um, to to write shows and, and stories and TV, it's however you divide up the labor. But, yeah, I mean, you, you, he can't function. Honestly, with- there should be at least three. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see if you have Dynamite and Rampage be the same head of creative, you know, depending on how you want to treat that, if you want to make that its own show or the same show. But it should at least be Don My Rampage, Ring of Honor, and then the new show. Yeah, and I would, you know, as much as people hate on Jeff Jarrett, but he's he can easily do it. Yeah. Now he's he's their live events, you know, guy, and he's the one that's getting them into all these markets and you know, doing the the live house shows now and everything else. So I don't think they would shift him off of that but he could be like an have, ancient role they have the brain they they have the minds there you know you have pat buck you have malinka you got orn you got not that any of those guys want to do creative specifically but they they can do creative mm-hmm. you got nigel in in roh like yeah. you know um you got joe in ring of honor too even though he's a talent, doesn't mean that he can't. We've seen that in the past. Talent can can have the pencil too. Well, yeah, and then we get into other issues. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it'll it'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out with creative and whatnot. But Tony can't do everything; it's too much. Um, so, all right, so you got Roderick Strong on your Mount Rushmore this week. Yeah. You want me to do Donald? Do you want to go? No, go ahead. You can write, you can read off Donald. Donald actually sent me two, so we'll give his one A and and B. Uh, his number one is Mello and Waller, the title match. He said that was so good, uh, not better than their original North American title fight, but these two have insane chemistry together. I remember us saying Montez and Theory, your future main event feud. I really think Waller and Mello have better upside. Literally, Rock Stone Cold and Sean Breck vibes. <laughs> so Donald sees some stuff in this. Um, in ring, give me in ring. Wait, you, you think Mello and you think Mello and Waller have more in ring upside than Tez and Theory? What are you saying? I didn't see the match, I didn't watch NXT this week, so I can't, I can't talk as a, as a, as a feud, as a feud. feud? 
I might give them the, them the edge. Wow. I don't know. It it was it was very interesting to see Carmelo wrestle as a babyface champ. Mm-hmm. But you got to change up your whole style, right? Like he still had the mellow sauce, but he fought from underneath as a champ. Waller worked over the knee, you know, he sold it. He did you did he did everything that you had to do as a babyface champ to make me believe that you were in peril and you may lose your title. Mm-hmm. So kudos was- to him for first time out. I did catch that at the end of that. Was was uh was Waller legit injured or was that just play for TV? I think that was play for TV to okay. set up the the Braun running. Okay. Um, because they showed Waller last night standing up giving India a hug mm-hmm. when she got drafted. Mm-hmm. So, and I haven't heard anything else about it, like him actually getting an injury during the match itself. So, but I could be wrong. I might have missed mm-hmm. something. Um, yeah, I didn't another reason it. to run it back. Yeah. Okay. So that's okay. High high praise for that. I'm not mad at that match for the week or mm-hmm. putting that up on Mount Rushmore. They they definitely tore the house down. All right. This is part two. Braun Breaker and BCC. So two different things. Keep doing what they're doing. Braun keep destroying everyone like Kane in '98, and the BCC needs to keep fixing people, fixing people with the screwdriver. Both things are pure entertainment for me. See that 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 that's Dawn's horror film fan tag yeah. coming out with screwdrivers and blood and everything else. Um, <laughs> bronze, I didn't mind bronze stuff, but I can see how it's gonna get old. Dawn's been loving it the past what three weeks, right? That's what yeah, how long it's been going. <laughs> you know, um, pause. No, I mean, look, him and Andre Chase was what it was. I, mm. you know, I thought that was perfect for his transition and how he's been progressing. I thought him taking out Mello after the match to set up their, you know, live their next live special NXT live special for the title. Um, cause we were, we were talking like, how do you get there? How do you have Grayson blues right off the bat? And what do you do with Braun? Is Braun getting called up? Should there be a triple threat of a false finish? Like, how do you do it? We saw how it played out on Tuesday night and I'm not mad at the way they booked it Tuesday night. I thought all three stood out in their respective roles for what they had to do, so mission accomplished there. Um, it, that's really high praise. The BCC stuff, man. I don't know. Like I, I've said it since we've, we've first started talking about. It. To me, it, all it is is they're doing this to build the blood and guts. Like it's not not something that'll continue on afterwards. I just see it being built to that, and that's it. I'm just not hooked by the story. It's yeah. Moxley, so I check out. And then like, I, I think in two weeks they announced last night that it's going to be uh, Mox and Omega in a steel cage match on Dynamite. Yeah, on, so like, on May 10th. But they, they showed Kenny cutting the promo after – well, I don't know if they showed it. I saw the clip on, on the internet. But uh, Kenny cutting the, the promo 
I guess after Dynamite ended, um, calling out Moxley and setting that whole thing up. So if they don't release that as like a digital exclusive that WWE does, you have no idea. And it just looks like a random cage match announced. But it was set up based off of what Kenny said after they were tending to Takeshita. Thank you. (laughs) Tongue tied. Um, In the ring being all bloody after the show. So. But like a, a cage match is supposed to be <laughs> the blow off, right? You know, not and to me. It's just going to be a match to set up a, a bigger cage match. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you like these or double these? You know, one sets up the other. It just depends. <laughs> um, and that's why you, you can have get fun like with both on SmackDown. <laughs> you can have fun with both, but you know, sometimes you go go from one to the other. So. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm just not into this story with them, those four, like, for those eight, I guess. I don't know, like, how does Hangman play into it? Mm-hmm. Like, because he was the first one. Yeah. Don't know, don't know, not really. I didn't really enjoy. I didn't really like Dynamite this week. I thought it yeah. was. I thought it. I didn't think it was put together well, start to finish. Um. So, like, I enjoyed some of the matches, but, like, the whole four-pillar stuff, we saw that coming a mm-hmm. mile away. Now they have the tag match, so you know Darby and Jungle Boy are going to win or something's going to happen. I did enjoy Tony Schiavone calling MJF a prick. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good. But, um, yeah, that – I thought the finish to, to Jade and Taya was a complete letdown. Yeah. Um <laughs> we'll cover that. I get the I get the the spot where Taya goes for Rhoda Valhalla and then she realizes that she can't use it or she'll get disqualified, but after that it was too long of a transition and it made Taya look stupid. Mm-hmm. Like Jade stood there, then Jade dropped down to the mat, <gasps> laid her on her back, then put her arms up, and then Taya rolled into her and she counted the three. It's like, come on. You got to do that spot better if you're going to make me, you know. And why is Jade winning with a roll-up? Honestly, at 930. 56 they... and 0. Why are you winning with a roll-up? <laughs> when, when 930 hit and they started coming out, I was like, they're really going to give this match a half hour? Like, I, for, I completely forgot that there was a match after. I thought yeah, this same. was the main event. Like, and I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, they're really going to give it to Ty here and give her the nice crowd reaction. and Look, if this sets up if this sets up them running it back at double or nothing and Taya wins at the pay-per-view, then okay, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But the Jade undefeated streak gotta end. Yeah. It's stale, it has yeah. no momentum, it doesn't mean anything. The the aura around it is gone. Like it's just okay. I need her to move on to something else. Or or change it up somehow. I don't know. Like but what they're doing, yeah, it, it's gotten very stale. Since, I, I really feel like since the the fifty match happened, I I couldn't care any anywhere since. Taya picked it back up for me a little bit, but I think they can do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. Man. It was yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't enjoy that. Um, like I said, I thought AEW was just a, a hodgepodge of stuff this week. 
Um, and, after being, and after being there live the week before, there's definitely a different vibe live than watching TV. Like going from being there live last Wednesday to watching at home this Wednesday, like the energy's different. You know, they don't have that same doesn't come through the screen the same way it does live. I think last week just I watched on TV and I really enjoyed last week. You know, I've enjoyed the past few weeks of, of Dynamite, but I just, I felt like this week, yeah, it was just an off week. But I, I, I think the past few weeks have been good, and I, I feel, feel like the one that you saw live came off good on TV too. Yeah, I just, like, from a – yeah, just from an energy – like, it's just – AEW Live is a completely different beast. Yeah. To me, AEW Live is like going to an NHL game live. Going to a hockey game live is completely different than watching it on TV. Yeah. Even if you're even if you're not a fan of hockey, you don't watch hockey. But if you go to a hockey game live, mm. the experience is way different. The energy is different. You have a, an appreciation for what these guys do on the ice, how big they are, how fast they can actually skate and be out there with blades and sticks and not kill each other literally like it's just a whole different energy and vibe to being in an arena live watching a hockey game than watching it on tv and right now i think that's where i'm at with aew like i know if you're there in the crowd you're going to enjoy it way more than say you may on tv mm-hmm. even though the show may may be a good tv show to watch for those two hours but you get that added you get that extra level of something, and I don't even know the word that the right adjective to describe it, but there's something so you, added on being there live. So you're gonna start being like uh Brock Lesnar guy and just start and travel with AEW each week. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna see you in the front row each week on dynamite. No, I'm married with kids, bro. I, I you know, I you know, I don't I don't got money to do all that. Like that, that ship sailed years ago. Um so yeah, no, nah, um, not bad. All right, so BCC and then Waller and, and Mello. Not mad, not mad at that at all. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need look, I don't need to be I don't need to be Franklin out here at Taquan. Okay. I don't I don't need to have my snowfall. Um my story end. But asking one of us twenty dollars, that's how your story ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I what's yours? This I was week, deb- I was debating on what I wanted to do this week. Um, as far as Mount Rushmore goes, <clears throat> and of course, I'm going to veer off the beaten path um, for mine because it's for something that was announced that hasn't happened yet. Okay, but. My Mount Rushmore of the week is for the New Japan Resurgence NJPW Strong Women's Championship One Night Tournament. Set to take place May 21st. You'll have representatives from CML, CMLL, AEW, and Stardom in a tournament all in one night to crown the inaugural New Japan Women's Strong Women's Champion or NJPW Strong Women's Champion. So your tournament, you got Mercedes Monet. Uh, who's that? Momo 
Momo, Momo Congo. I completely butchered her name from stardom. Willow Nightingale. And then um, Stephanie Vakir. I pronounced that name wrong as well from CMLL. So those are your four women in the tournament. Um, I think it's very smart in New Japan to do this. People were like, oh, Mercedes lost the belt. Why would you have her drop the belt? She only did a couple dates. What's going on with it? Yada, yada, yada. And not that I'm foreshadowing Mercedes winning this tournament, but I'm calling Mercedes winning this tournament. You have her in the States as your women's champion on strong for New Japan, and she can... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I, I... <sighs> been a bad morning as far as speech goes um so but no i i i'm gonna even though that's that's something that didn't necessarily happen in ring or promo this week i i thought the announcement and what they're doing continuing to try to elevate the new japan brand in the states it's smart it'll sell out it'll be good matches um i want to see mercedes and willow in the finals just because I'm a huge fan of Willow and I think having her get in the ring with Mercedes and see what she can do with somebody of that caliber will only help Willow. And it's a collaboration between four wrestling companies. So again, the more people work together, I think the better off wrestling is as a whole. So I'll go with that match announcement. I don't like the strong titles um, because it's not like a, to me, it's not a brand anymore. You know, they're just holding events now. They're not trying to keep it as a show. They're bringing talent over from New Japan. So why do you need a, another set of titles? Like, Mercedes as champion fought on a strong pay-per-view as the New Japan Women's Champion. So I don't understand why we need to have another set of strong, specific strong champions anymore. So I, I'm, not, I'm not completely hating on it because... I want to see where this goes with New Japan if they do change things up with the strong brand at all in the future. But just the route that they're going right now, I'd rather just see the normal New Japan champions come over for these events and defend those titles instead of having a brand new set of titles. Now, my other Mount Rushmore this week, which is also going to be my jabroni, and this is just me being an old, um, an old fogey telling the kids to get off my lawn, is... Trinity slash Naomi's debut in Impact. Even though it's not going to air. Even though it's not going to air. This Thursday it'll be on. This Thursday it was, you know, at their tapings, which sucks because, of course, the spoilers came out and it was everybody knows that she's there now and you don't get the surprise and the awe from watching the show that you would like you did back in the day, which is – why it's part of my jabroni of the week because like that's one of those things where i wish we would have just been able to watch it and not have to see it beforehand you just had a pay-per-view you know it would have been nice if that could have happened there like you got nick aldis coming out for the men's title match trinity could have came out and and talked during the women's not saying that not trying to say that she should have been like i'm putting myself in the women's title hunt but just been like, hey, I'm signed. I'm here. I just want to see what impact has to offer. And you know, for everybody, like Ty made the 
the crack about the Amazon gift card and the Costco membership and all you know the the jabroni also rolls into not only was it spoiled because it was a, at a taping and everybody there had their phones and put it out there but it also rolls into the WWE stands you guys Oh, Naomi, why is she not WWE Women's Champion? We love Naomi. She's the best ever. She's, she gets so underutilized. Why are you doing this to her? Blah, blah, blah. Size with impact. Fuck that, broad. Are you serious right now? I got a lot of people saying, I've read a lot of people saying she's not talented, which I highly disagree. I disagree. And the fact that Mercedes was in the crowd last night watching her <laughs> and being there for support live. And showing up like those two women, it's like the friendship's real. It's not just some fake act. Trinity was in Japan for whenever Sasha debuted there, that too, yeah. it, and Mercedes was there at the tapings watching her and everything. Else. Like y'all just want to hate, just to hate. Welcome so to what impact? IWC. It, so you got so so you got a shit on her going to Impact because you you think Impact so inferior and. They don't they don't do anything and they don't have stars and this and that. Um impacts the reason why Drew McIntyre got back in WWE. This version of Bobby Lashley was cultivated and shown off in Impact. LA Knight, who's getting over as a huge star in WWE, was made from Impact. AJ Styles, who you didn't care about until he walked through the door at the Royal Rumble in WWE, WWE stands. Impact. So the whole diehard WWE, as soon as they leave and go somewhere else, you immediately shit on them. Y'all can kick rocks and flip-flops and suck a fat baby's dick. How about that? Mm. Got some passion out of that one. <laughs> There's my jabronis of the week. <laughs> Mine's just because I'll get hot. I'm, I'm already starting to put so much. I don't want to keep going. I can, I can see our blood pressure rising. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm gonna end the dismount, but yeah, no, this, that's it. That's... <laughs> Mine goes uh, just AEW production. It's not, it's, it's more like constructive criticism. You can't be four years in the game and still having audio issues. Between the the crowd and then especially when you cut back the pay per views, the mic's not working halfway through the segments. You gotta work. You gotta work on that. Yeah. I feel like every time they cut to a Renee promo, she's working with a faulty mic. And everybody thought whenever they hired the former WWE production assistant that this was gonna change the game. And it's like, well, I know, I know sometimes. And this isn't me. This isn't me sticking up for them. But I know sometimes, and this is just for me being at the the Pete for Hi. the shows that they've come to to Pittsburgh for. There are like venue mic issues. Like there was stuff. I don't. I didn't catch it live watching it back. But there was stuff in the arena live last week here that was. It was definitely like a venue specific audio issue and not necessarily their production issue themselves. Mm. So I don't know how much that comes into play with it at certain times with like issues at the arenas that they're at, but 
no, I, I agree with you. They gotta you gotta get that that part fixed. This you know, like you said, four years into the game, we shouldn't have a, a pop when somebody debuts and then all of a sudden your entire audio drops out. And here comes my technical thing. It depends on what they're using too. If they're using a lot of times if they're using like a, a wired mic, you know, that could be an issue. But if they're using wireless, so much stuff in there can can cause that. But I agree. They they should be able to fix that by now. At least most of it. WWE has issues too. It's not like we haven't seen stuff with them, but just the nature of the game with, with any technology, unfortunately. Right. What do you got, Chris? Jabroni of the week. I'm going from off a of rampage last night. This Ethan Page and Matt Hardy feud. Oh, oh, this is just this is the shit. Like, like I Stokely's the, Stokely's the only one that is saving any grace. Honestly, last night Hook Hook does his thing and and talks something. Like I was like, I feel bad that Hook's part of this. Like he shouldn't even be here. Like he should be in something better. But like that whole that whole segment last night. Matt Hardy's overacting. Number one, you know, watching the TV, the the segment that was already pre-recorded, you know, doing that. It's just like they they should have done something face to face. Like I get the whole thing that they were trying to do with Isaiah Cassidy, you know, in, in the background. But yeah, that's that's my jabroni of the week. I think with that, it's it's three years too late. Nobody cares about deletion anymore Matt Hardy like you can't revive that that's something that was in a time and space that worked given the time Mm. and space and trying to bring that back again now it doesn't feel the same it doesn't have the same energy it doesn't carry the same weight Mm. the crowd's not even doing the delete all like that anymore like sit your broke hipped ass down and call it a career I forget like I, I forget how Hook phrased it, but he said something like we're gonna delete them or something like that. It's just like And I'm not even excited to see this final no. deletion episode that they're gonna put together where before I loved watching those. They were great. Like I loved them for what they were. I loved them for the niche that it carved out in that time period in wrestling, but that's not something you can pick up from that era of wrestling and drop it in now and go, Okay, this is gonna be good. Because I, I feel like it's going to be so trash. I think we all kind of got over that with the overuse during the pandemic. I think that kind of caused that to get to go by the wayside. That by the time fans came back, it's like, okay, I don't want to see another pre-recorded match. That could be me. Yeah. But... Uh, to me, uh, it's just, you know, it's them remaking... Like Sharknado, cult classic. People love Sharknado, right? But when you're on Sharknado Nine, doesn't have the same feeling as the no original Sharknado. Hanging yeah. too long. Yeah. No one to fold him. No one to fold him. So. Uh, Donald's also going to be talking his uh, jabroni that we comes from AEW as well. So uh, his was having Butcher and the Blade in the Dynamite main event. I'm sorry, Jobber should never, under no circumstance, be in the main event of a TV show. I don't give a damn if it's only for Kenny and uh, Takeshita to connect as allies and to progress the storyline with the BCC. And this is the company that touts outrating numbers for everything in the show. 
and you have straight up bums in your main event. No, <laughs> no pass here. <laughs> like I said earlier, I completely forgot that that was even going to be the main, like a match on the show. Like true. Whenever the whenever the TBS Championship came out, I was like, oh, here we go, main event time. Look, the the ending the ending angle is why they put it in the main event, but it wasn't. You could have done that at the crossover eight to nine o'clock hour and and still yeah. gotten the same effect out of it. Exactly. Like I agree. I'm not going to bury Butcher and Blade because of that because I I, I do like those guys. Um, you know, but yeah, they. When's the last time they were on Dynamite in a meaningful role? Yeah. So yeah. I agree with that, with, with his point there. So, all right. So that's it. Mount Rushmore and Jabroni of the Week. Hit us up on social media. Let us know who you got for your Mount Rushmore of the Week in pro wrestling, as well as your Jabroni of the Week. And with that being said, what do we have teed up for a game this week? Okay. So, as, since as we debuted. Done stuffing a Debbie cake in your mouth again. <laughs> He's been snacking the whole show. <laughs> So, since we're debuting titles this week, if you can bring back any title or bring in any title from another promotion to help bolster promotion you think is lacking in any division, what title would you bring in or bring back? And the only catch is you have to lose a title. So, I'm bringing in a belt and I'm replacing a belt. Yeah. So, it could be like four divisions. So, like, if you want, like, the X division or if you want women's tag somewhere, but you'd have to lose a title. You want me to read off Dawn's? Yeah, let's see what he said. Okay. He writes, all titles are basically the same, but the TNA Impact's X Division Championship is the only one I know that has the option C factor. So I'll take that title and put it in the mid-late 90s WCW could you imagine the cruiserweights with that title choosing option C and finally getting their due at the WWC championship at the time? Bischoff wouldn't let them win, but it would be different. I would trade yeah, Hogan, in. Hogan has creative control. He's not letting, <laughs> not letting Rey Mysterio cash in option C. He said I would trade in the cruiserweight and U.S. titles for that X division title in that scenario. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Me, I would, whatever it is, we're losing the U.S. title from WWE, and I'd bring in, I'd bring in a TBS title, like Jade's TBS title. Uh, yeah, just for just for, for it's the like women. Yeah, for, for its level. You know what? No. So, well, wait. Hold on. Pause. Because Booker T brought this up this week on mm-hmm. his podcast that he feels that there should be a mid card title for the women. There should. There's no. They have the the tag titles, which don't mean jack. Yeah. And then you have the women's championship, and that's it. So he feels the women should have a mid card title in there. So if you're going to do that, at least you're you're piggybacking off what he said, and you're slotting it into a spot where there's not a title there to help bolster a division. I think that's the tag titles. That. Let me flip. Yeah, take out the tag titles and put in that. I'll put in the TBS title there. Interesting. Chris? 
I'm thinking. So I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with the. I'm going to combine the belts because the 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 same can be said about both of these belts. But I'm going to combine two to bring in to replace one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring the ECW Television Championship and the WCW Television Championship. I want those two in as your workhorse, work rate on the show each and every single week, 20-minute matches, absolute bangers across the board every single week, week in, week out. Immediately, I'm thinking RVD with the ECW TV title, and I'm thinking Arn Anderson with the WCW TV title. Like those two right there and what they did with those belts, elevated those belts on the card where they were just as important or they were more over than the world heavyweight title at times based on what those two guys did with those belts. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to bring those two in, and if I have to get rid of a belt for those two, which it's on the same level, but and they're kind of doing this, but not really yet. I think this is the direction they should go. I would lose the since I'm doing two bouts, I'm gonna swap them out for two. I'm gonna get rid of the TNT and the international title in AEW. So I'm bringing in the, the television championship, replacing those two belts, and we're off and running with work rate, workhorse bangers each and every single week for 20 minute time limits and go from there. Damn you. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah. You want to steal my draft picks last week? Not not the same, but similar. Uh, I'm going to go eliminate the international title because I think it's just a waste of a a thing in AEW. But I'm going to bring in the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. And create the cruiserweight official cruiserweight division in AEW. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one of those niches that WCW had that you know it was yeah WCW is where the big boys play pause, but I think that you know the cruiserweight division is what really brought some eyes in on Nitro each week, and I think the same could be done in mm-hmm. uh, in AEW, kind of just like the X division did it in TNA. You know the same thing. I was thinking the X Division title there uh, originally, but I'm going to go take a classic and bring and, and modernize it with the cruiserweight division. That was going to be my B: take the cruiserweight and replace it with the U.S. title. Okay. Yeah, WWE insane. just didn't drop the ball on the cruiserweight division when they brought it back the last time. But and I think the way AEW's roster is set up, you you have that '90s Nitro cruiserweight feel. Mm-hmm. You have the international stars from Mexico, New Japan. You know you have all that flavor yeah. to where that's a natural fit. You know you don't have to put the cap of the two hundred five pounds on it, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But at the same time, you do you do have that shaping up to be that way to where that's their their standout. A lot of X division and TNA that stood out. The cruiserweights in WCW. You need that. You need that separate division to really stand out. Besides your main event title picture, with as you said, all the big boys pause. Yeah. So, because I feel like there's no difference really between the TBS title and the international title. So at least this would give a difference in those. 
Yeah. Man, that oh, was the TV title. That was one of my favorite belts. Arn Tully, like I said, Rob Van Dam, like even Booker's run with the the TV title. Yeah, you know, in the Nitro era, that was great. Yeah, no, nice little little little, yeah. little little something different there. Little something different. I wasn't sure when you initially said that. I wasn't sure where you were going with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. I don't know how we're going to be able to think of this one on the fly. Yeah, but made us think, that's for sure. Now, look at that. We're being studious on this episode <laughs> of Dumbbell's Plaza. Or I was just going to do one uh, on this day, you know, Vince won the ECW title. <laughs> oh, I had my do-rag and everything that. ready. <laughs> I didn't want to tackle on smoke. <laughs> yeah, I saw, Chris, you tweeted out something uh, to somebody about the worst booking decisions in pro wrestling history, and you ran down your list. We could maybe save that for another game episode, but yeah, it'll um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because I do like some of your responses, and it got me thinking. Okay, what's the worst booked angle in pro wrestling? Mm-hmm. Book that, yeah. Book that. Book it <laughs> like the Book It Club. Those kids will never know the joy of getting a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut after reading 10 yeah. books in a month. Guess who never got the pizza? <laughs> so you say you don't read, huh? <laughs> There's a thing. I saw a thing of the Pizza Hut app that they're still doing booking. It's like it's not the same. It's this not is the not the same. same. Well, you don't read, and apparently I can't speak this morning. So <laughs> I have to go back. I'm, I might have to do some Rosetta Stone or something. I don't know what I'm going to have to do between this week's show and next week's show. But man, I, oh, it was all off today, boy. I don't I know, know what happened. Steve, you made it through. I did. I did. I did. All right. Let's run this episode a little longer. <laughs> yeah. Anything else before we. I'm good. You can send it home. Jay, I'm glad I'm sitting at home because I definitely opened up Twitter and I got got. It would have been bad if I was out in public. Would have been real bad. Oh, uh, I see what you Would have been real bad. I'm I'll, I'll, Not that you don't follow, but I'm just going to screenshot it and send it to the group chat because this is how I got got. So that way you can see how I would have got got in public. Um, but nah, if we're ready to to wrap it up and um, send it home, let's do it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to episode one thirty three. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Pause, pause. What are we doing? You got rid of the. You got rid of the. We didn't have it last week either. Voiceover. What are we doing? <laughs> Didn't have a last week either. See how much you pay attention on the show? No, I caught it last week, but I thought you were being a jag off last week and doing it out of spite. But now I just feel like you're 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 lessening the production value because you're not sticking to your guns and going with that fake Hollywood voiceover actress doing our sign off. I've never even heard of her before. She's not even on IMDB. I don't even know what credit she has. <laughs> Follow us on, at Dumb Pod on all our social media. Send the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> Talk.
talking about interrupting you at times and you fucking interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> Email the show at dumbmarkspod at gmail.com. Head on See, over he to wants to talk. This is the whole point. He wants to do the talk. Com slash dumbmarkspod. Pick up a shirt. We'll read it live on air. There, I'm now, now I'm piggybacking. My back hurts. I'm carrying you for the end of the show. <laughs> Anything else, final thoughts wise? No. No. I'm sure there's something that I forgot, um, but I don't remember. We'll we'll worry about it next time. Um, let's see. Quote of the week this week: Be so rooted in your being that nobody's absence or presence can disturb your inner peace. Be so rooted in your being that nobody's absence or presence can disturb you in your inner peace. And with that being said, I'm a Mark. You're a Mark. Tell Mark. Until next time, y'all can catch us around the way. <laughs>